eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. What's up, everybody? This is Trey Biddy with hogsports.com, H-A-W-G-sports.com. Today on the show, we're going to discuss this big opportunity for Arkansas in Lexington, Kentucky, a game that I really think they have an opportunity to win. We're going to take a little bit of a look at this red-white basketball game, kind of go over some of the things we saw there. Danny West is also going to join us to talk recruiting. All that and more on Hogsports Live. Okay, before we get started, I want to remind everybody there's plenty of ways to watch and listen, as we say every week. Facebook Live, always streaming live there. On YouTube, of course, be sure to like, share, follow, comment, all of those good things. Hit the notifications bell after you subscribe on YouTube so you're notified anytime we upload a new video. Available on Apple Podcasts. Throw us a five-star rating and a review. We'd love to have that from you. Spotify and Stitcher. Also, I've got to mention that we are running a special, and today is the last day right now. Today is the last day for this offer. Right now, you can get two months for $1. Two months for $1. That's 50 cents a month at hogsports.com, H-A-W-G sports.com. Breaks down to like 1.6 cents a day, 11 cents a week. You're not going to find a much better deal than that. So if you like what we do on Hogsports Live here, you like what we do on the Hog Hustle, like the free stuff that you're getting with hogsports.com, like what you get from Danny West, his insider recruiting stuff, then go and support us at hogsports.com, H-A-W-G sports.com. Again, it breaks down to 1.6 cents a day for your number one independent source on Razorback and insider recruiting coverage. So be sure to go there and sign up for that. Interesting game coming up against Kentucky. Now, the Wildcats are coming off of a bye week. That's obviously big for them. Arkansas is also coming off of a bye week. So with the Razorbacks, what we found out that they've had a lot of opportunities to get some guys healed up. You know, with Rakeem Boyd, guys that they're just kind of holding out, uh, keeping them in a green jersey. C.J. O'Grady is another guy that, you know, those guys could have gone last week, but they want to make sure that uh, they keep the contact off of them, get them as healthy as possible. But you've got some other guys that will be coming back, like Colton Jackson be coming back from concussion protocol. Ty Clary as well, that's big. Two guys on the offensive line. Um, Zach Williams should be back from his knee issue that he's had. So you get Zach Williams back, hopefully. Um, you know, and, and other guys like Jamario Bell, who's been banged up, get an opportunity to get him a little bit more healthier through the bye week. Devion Warren, of course, missed the Texas A&M game with concussion protocol. Uh, Jordan Jones should be back this week. Now we'll see if he travels. Usually they only travel six or seven wide receivers. So we'll see if Jordan Jones finally expected to maybe get his first action. Um, Chase Hayden also was concussion code protocol, a lot of concussion protocol guys. Uh, Trey Knox wasn't able to go in the Texas A&M game. They held him out of last week's practice uh, just to get him more, uh, just to get him a little healthier with that ish, hip issue. So uh, he'll be back. They look to have their full complement of starting wide receivers, tight ends uh, for the first time in a while. I mean, they've only had two games where they've had all 
of the wide receivers and tight ends, all their starters out there for one game. So should have their full allotment of weapons and everything looking good with uh, with Nick Starkle and his, his injured arms. So um, that's pretty much where things are. I think with Kentucky, obviously, you look at Lynn Bowden, that's the scary – it factor type of thing for Kentucky because they haven't played very well. I mean, you look at their numbers. Um, let's see here. You look at their numbers. They've got quarterbacks under 50% passing. Um, Sawyer Smith under 50% passing. He's been a little bit banged up last week. We know that Bowden's been working with the with the wide, or excuse me with the quarterbacks in the quarterback room. He is a high school quarterback, so he, he's done some wildcat stuff, but he can throw the ball. As a dual threat guy, as an Arkansas fan, I know that's got to worry you out there the unknown of that situation. So they've had a little bit of time to, to get up to speed. I, I, you know, I look at their defense. They run a three-man front, which I thought Ty Clary really struggled against that with having that nose guard right on him, that zero tech right in front of him um, in the San Jose State game. And these guys go – their starter goes 361 and their backup goes 371 at nose. So it's going to be an interesting one. You look at Kentucky's – Ross or their uh, schedule. They lost to Florida in their first SEC game. They started out three and zero. Obviously, lost their quarterback for the season, Terry Wilson. That was a huge blow for them, especially when you consider everything they lost last year with the NFL draft, putting together their best te- uh, best team in forty years, and lost a lot. But had their quarterback coming back, so that was big for them. And then losing him to uh, a season injury, I believe a patellar tendon tear. But they lost to Florida twenty one twenty nine. Lost to Mississippi State 28-13. That was in Starkville. Uh, the, the Florida game was in Lexington. And then last week, I think a lot of people probably got an opportunity to see them play South Carolina since that was a 6-30 game. Um, not this past weekend, but the week before. Uh, that was a 6-30 game. 24-7 loss in Columbia. And really a game where you just did not see them get together much on offense. Sawyer Smith didn't play very well. I didn't think. Of course, he was pretty banged up in that one. So that's pretty much where things are right now with Kentucky and Arkansas. A lot of opportunities to get some players healthy, to go revisit some fundamentals, get some younger players, some more action, get a jump on the upcoming opponent, a lot of things like that. So uh, we're going to go ahead and jump into Danny West. Um, Danny is going to update us on the latest stuff going on with recruiting because there was a lot of stuff. The coaches had a little bit of opportunity to work on that. So, Danny, you with us? Trey Biddy. How's it going, man? I was just uh, getting everybody up to speed on our special offer where you can get – two months right now for one dollar i don't know if you're going to find a better deal than that Dan. pretty good deal trey two months for one dollar yeah um time's running out man it's so, the last day yeah i don't know if i mentioned that but this ends at 11:59 tonight so monday at 11:59 is your last opportunity all you have to do is go to the top right select join sign up for the monthly option and you will get the deal there's no promo code or anything but this is as good an opportunity to take advantage. Uh, it'll take you right up to uh, the early signing day. So be sure to sign up if you haven't done so already. I know a lot of people on this podcast have already signed up. So like I was promising, Danny, we're going to give them a taste of everything that's going on here with Razorback yeah. recruiting. Uh, coaches were out on the road uh, a good bit. What, what can you tell us about that? Well, I want to start with Will Crowder, 2021 quarterback yeah. out of Gardendale, Alabama. Obviously, uh, Joe Craddock went down there Friday night. Um, it was actually Gardendale's first loss of the season. They dropped that game, so they're 6-1 and one now, I believe. But um, from what I hear, Will Crowder showed out. And I'm telling you, Trey, I've just got a good feeling about this with Arkansas's uh, position with Will. We call him Goose. He goes by Goose Crowder, so mm-hmm. get used to saying Goose Crowder. Okay. But 
yeah, like I said, I talked to him again last night. We've got a story on the site, uh, an interview with uh, Will right now, but just a really impressive kid. And uh, I don't know, like I said, I think Arkansas really got in there early. You've only seen UAB, Troy, Southern Miss offer him so far. And uh, uh, so, you know, I think Arkansas getting in there when they did this past June, the kid came to camp, was really impressive, earned that offer. And uh, I know Joe Craddock's done a really good job with him so far. So he's the first one that comes to mind when you talk about coaches going out this past week. Um, they, they saw several. You know, we mm -hmm. had the list, a complete list there on the site last Thursday or Friday, I believe, of uh, where all the coaches were. But I do want to mention another 2021 guy, a cornerback that I've actually put in a crystal ball for Arkansas for, Andrew Makuba. Mm -hmm. He's a kid out of Texas. So, uh, LBJ, excuse me, high school out of Austin. Uh, Andrew's been up here once or twice. I know he came to the cookout, but, uh, you know, Missouri has offered. There's a, quite a few others that have offered him as a wide receiver. Mark Smith in Arkansas really like him at, on defense. So keep an eye on Andrew Makuba. He told me he's trying to get back up here in November. So that's coming up pretty quickly. And uh, uh, failed to mention there, Will Crowder. <clears throat> Excuse me, my mm -hmm. voice is leaving me. But Will Crowder also coming up for the uh, Western Kentucky game, it mm -hmm. looks like. So, yeah, uh, those are a couple of guys. I do want to mention Maurice Blackwell. He's a kid out of Arlington Martin High mm -hmm. School, outside linebacker, kind of a hybrid. Plays a little bit of safety. He's right at 6'2", 202 right now, he told me yesterday. And not to name drop, but this kid is the cousin of a pretty good one, Trey, Darren McFadden. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that, he, was, he was good. <laughs> yeah, I've heard. That's why I told the kid. I was like, oh, yeah, I've heard of him. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's just it, it blew my mind yesterday. He was telling me, well, I've got connections to Arkansas. My cousin played there. I was like, oh, who's that? He said, uh, Darren McFadden. <laughs> I was yeah. like, are you kidding me, man, the GOAT? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah maurice blackwell they have not offered this kid out of uh, martin high school but keep an eye on him wouldn't surprise me if he's one of those guys going into next spring you know he's a 2021 as well so he's got a little time but came to camp arkansas is very familiar with him i like this kid a lot keep an eye on him danny west joining us here on hogsports.com most of danny's stuff is vip so you do need a vip membership if you want to read uh, what danny's cooking over at hogsports.com again <laughs> one dollar for your first two months if you sign up for the monthly option right now so danny it was a really big visit weekend this weekend not in fayetteville in knoxville you had martavius french bryson sure, eason to mary mcdonald so i know a lot of people are wondering about this obviously uh martavius french is committed to arkansas uh the linebackers out of whitehaven for those who don't know martavius french is a four-star who's committed to arkansas Bryson Eason is a guy that they've been on heavily for a long time. And then Tamarian McDonald, another guy that they're recruiting but haven't offered yet, and Tennessee did offer him. And that looks like a group that's talking a lot about wanting to play together. Yeah, I don't like it, Trey. Yeah. Um, just to be honest with you, I don't like how, how it's smelling right now. So, uh, you know, we've seen this before, and uh, you can see all the signs. I'm not saying Martavius is going to decommit from Arkansas, but I'm not saying he's not going to either. You know, there's just a – a lot of momentum seems to be working against you. The home t home state school is really making a push for all three of those guys. And obviously Arkansas has not offered uh, McDonald for whatever reason. And I'm told not to expect an offer. So 
you know, if they're really serious about playing together and sticking together as a trio mm-hmm. and Arkansas is not going to give them that option, then, yeah, I mean, sure, it hurts your chances. So I can tell you this, buddy, I have been blown up with questions about those three uh, over the last week or so, in particular going into their visit last weekend in Knoxville. I mean, everybody's worried about it, and rightfully so. So, I mean, we've talked about it, Trey. Uh, they cannot afford to, no. to miss the boat on linebackers this year. I mean, you saw what they did with Lakia Henry last year, Chris Russell there at the end, mm-hmm. struck out on both of them. Man, you've put in so much work for these two, in particular, Bryson and Frenchie, and Boy, to come away empty-handed would really, really sting Arkansas because, you know, I'm not sure there's a whole lot of backup options, especially as good as those two are. they got to oversign the position at one time. And this goes back to this goes back to the year A.J. Turner and Otha Peters came in. Uh, both well-regarded linebackers ended up starting at the end of the year as freshmen. You had a changeover with the staff. A.J. leaves. Uh, Otha Peters is gone a year later. And then the year after you recruited them, you only brought in Brooks Ellis. That's right. And you've just you've just struggled dramatically recruiting this position. You haven't recruited enough players. And I think maybe you only brought in Drake Greenlaw the next year. But the only year that they brought in enough linebackers is 2016. They brought in Scuda. They brought in uh, – Geo. Giovanni LaFrance, who's never really panned out and is no longer D. with Walker. the team. D. Walker, who's no longer with the team. And then Alexi Jean-Baptiste, who has moved to defensive end, is also no longer with the team. All those players left with eligibility remaining. So it's just, you've been as cursed at linebacker as you have anywhere. And not that they haven't had a few good ones with Dre and Scuda sure. and Brooks. They've had some good ones, but they haven't had enough. And – you know, it, we, right. we talk about – John Chavis talking about wanting to play the linebackers 70% of the snaps or fewer, and that's just not realistic right now. Now, they've done a good job shoring things up by moving some guys who, you know, played other positions, Hayden Henry and uh, Devon McClure, but those aren't true, you know, inside middle right. will linebackers necessarily, you know. But, I mean, they, they have – they're good players, so they've helped shore it up. Of course, you had Grant Morgan, who was a walk-on, and that's been a benefit too, but – Talking about like sure. the scholarship guys, it just seems like – I don't know. It seems like it would make a lot of sense to, to do that. I want to take you over to basketball recruiting real quick, Danny. Arkansas had the red-white okay. scrimmage, and, and there were some players in town for that too. Yeah, a lot of big-time players. Damian Collins, I think he's a consensus top 50 player for the 2021 class. Jalen Williams, everybody's familiar with Jalen out of Northside mm-hmm. High School. Um, you know, we've got updates from Javion Guy King, a 2022 guy. Uh, who else did I talk to? Ryan Maxwell. Nick Smith was actually not able to make it this past weekend. He told me uh, he's going to reschedule. Not sure why he couldn't make it, but he just couldn't make it. And mm-hmm. obviously, KK Robinson was at Kansas this past weekend. And he told me if, if it weren't for that, he had already scheduled that trip. If it weren't for that, he would have been up here. But uh, went to KU this past weekend. The good news is, Trey, you get him in two weeks. Two weekends from now, he and uh, Moses Moody will be coming up for their official. And so, I mean, you would fully expect a red carpet carpet treatment for both of those guys. But, uh, yeah, it seems like a really good weekend. I mean, uh, they've got some positive momentum. I did not attend the game, so I don't, I can't really speak for the atmosphere, but it sure mm-hmm. sounded good. You know, it sure seemed like it was a hit with everybody. So There's no question. Yeah, I I, was, Danny, they released the attendance at 4,500 people. There's wow. no way. There's no way that there were only 4,500 people in that arena. I mean, it was, yeah, was almost full. 
I was listening to a show earlier. Uh, matter of fact, I don't mind telling you, I, I think it was Dudley that said it. It seemed like over 8,000 there. So yeah. that's just kind of what I So what somebody asked basically. me, I said, there's at least 7,000 here. There's at least. So when yeah. I saw 4,500, I was just kind of stunned by that. Now, they were just they were clicking people as they came in. That's how they were wow. keeping up with the attendance. But uh, I just, I, there's no way. It was, a, it was a great environment. Played nice old music, you know, 80s and 90s music. Uh, <laughs> the dress was very 80s and 90s. It was it was like a lot Mustard's, of fun. Uh, the internet like sucked. <laughs> Do what? <laughs> I like Musselman's uh, pants. Oh yeah, he had on. yeah. That was a good look for him. Yeah, uh, those were uh, those were tight. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, but to answer your question, it, it seemed like a really good weekend for them, man. And mm. uh, like I said, they've got so much momentum right now. Obviously, got their first uh, got their first commitment. What was that last week? Two weeks ago with Duncan yeah, Powell, four nice star one. guy. Yeah, what a way to start it. So, uh, I mean, yeah, some really really good players visiting, and uh, yeah, just a lot of positive things coming out of that program right now. Obviously, football front has not been so good this year, but that's your silver lining. Musselman's got to go on a little bit. Yeah, I'll tell you what though, Danny, they can beat these guys this weekend. They can I beat. fully expect them to. I mean, I if I'll tell you what, if there wasn't so much of the unknown with the with the Bowden kid, you know, and and the work of having the off season. If this game was in Fayetteville, I think I would without question be picking Arkansas. I think I'm still going to. I just well, I have I think not. You did last week on the show already. Trey, I, do, I believe I did. Out there. I believe can't I did. Backtrack that now. Though. I'm not backtracking. It. I'm still going. <laughs> I went with I went with them beating Kentucky for their first SEC win in the preseason, and I'm sticking with that. So and, and it's not just because I made the pick in the preseason. I really think that they have the better team in this one. And I, I think so. that maybe they're finally going to have their pieces together. Now, the same team that showed up against – there's no reason the same team showed up against San Jose State should show up in Lexington for this one. I mean, there's no reason. But if this is the team that showed up for Texas A&M, then I think they got a, a real chance to win the game. It, it could be close, but I, I still think that Arkansas may win – with a little bit of padding. I really – that's crazy to say, I know, for a team that hasn't won an SEC game. I'm almost like, shut up, Trey. You know, you don't know what you're talking about. But <laughs> I'll tell you, that's man, the they've got a have. running quarterback, and that scares you. Yeah. I mean, you might have to outscore these guys, but that's okay, too. It doesn't matter how they get it done. They just need to win, you know? Yeah. Hey, hey, speaking of backtracking, Trey, I failed to mention Devontae Davis. Obviously, I was thinking yes. – I mentioned Ryan Maxwell out of Jacksonville, but completely – Forgot about Devontae Davis. Do not want to leave him off. 2020 guard out of Jacksonville. Obviously just decommitted from Oklahoma State. Seems to be some momentum trending toward Arkansas. So we'll see what happens with Devo. Yep. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. Now, Arkansas doesn't have many people to blame for this but themselves for losing to San Jose State. But, man, that Auburn game is set for a 11 a.m. kickoff. That's your yeah. first. You know, we talk so much about the way the schedule sets up because you play Texas A&M and Arlington. Your first big home game is Auburn. And really, it's Auburn and Mississippi State. That's, that's it. That's it because you're playing one of your home games in Arlington and the other home game, uh, I'm talking about SEC games, uh, in Little Rock. So you only get two SEC home games, which I think is a competitive disadvantage. I think that most people are starting to agree with me after the way that Arkansas lost eight in a row to Texas A&M and Arlington. So on top of all that, you needed it to be a night game for recruiting. It's your real opportunity to bring in a ton of really big-time kids for a marquee type of game, you would think, you know, if you had beaten San Jose State, and it's an 11 o'clock game. So that means kids are going to play their Friday night games. They may not be at home. They may be on a away game. For Arkansas, you need those advantageous kickoff times to be able to bring recruits from a farther distance, and it just has not worked out. I mean, it's extremely unfortunate that that game is 11 o'clock, but you lose to San Jose State, what do you expect? That's what you get. That's what you get. And, you know, we talked about it this morning, Trey, when it first came out. Mm -hmm. You know, if they were even three and two, and and they had taken care of business, who knows, maybe you get that 6.30 game. I think they probably would, but – or even a three o'clock game, you know, anything, something like that. Anything but eleven. But yep. you're absolutely right. That's that's not what you want. And they're still going to have a really good group, or they're expected to. Now we'll mm-hmm. see how this, this kickoff time. They're going to uh, lose some because of the kickoff time, though. There's yeah, no question. I think so. Yep. But uh, yeah, we'll see if we'll see who shows up. All right, bro. Anything else you got for us? But I got a big buck waiting on me. I got to get to it. Okay. Go kill it. (laughs) Bye, dude. Bye. All right. That's Danny West. Danny West does a great job. Again, if you're not subscribed to hogsports.com, you want to read what Danny has uh, to offer, go to hawgsports.com and you will get – uh, go to the top right, and you will get the offer. It's Again, it ends tonight at midnight. This is Monday, okay? So it ends at midnight tonight. So hawgsports.com, part of the 24-7 Sports Network. Um, if you like, Again, if you like the stuff that we produce here on Hog Sports Live, on the Hog Hustle, uh, with Danny on 103.7 The Buzz, me on The Buzz, if you like the free content that we're putting out, then come see what we have behind the corner, behind the curtain for just one 1.6 cents, I guess, is what it equals out to a day. 1.6 cents a day, 11 cents a week, 50 cents a month for your first two months. We think you'll you'll like what you see. Okay, now I want to get to some of your questions here. So we've got a lot of activity here going on. Bobby Dale says, lose to Kentucky. They won't win, but one more game. I, I think you're right, Bobby Dale. I think if you lose this Kentucky game, then obviously a bowl game's out of the question. I think a bowl game is out of a question at that point, and you really could talk about starting to slide because you win this Kentucky game, then there may be some opportunities down the road. I don't know, has Kelly Bryant's diagnosis been released? But, you know, you've run into a situation, some of the stuff we talked about in the preseason, you know, maybe you have some things to just go right. A team loses their quarterback. Maybe they don't have any healthy running backs. And here you're looking at it where Kentucky has lost their quarterback, uh, where, you know, Mississippi State is having quarterback issues. Missouri now uh, with a quarterback in question with a knee injury. And, I don't again, I don't know what that is. But you have some things working out in your favor. But you lose the San Jose State game. You could not afford to lose any of these non-conference games. So now they've got some stuff to make up. So it's not just beating Kentucky and one more. It's, you know, winning Kentucky, winning Mississippi State, winning Missouri. And, and that's your opportunity to get to a bowl game. So 
Gerard Eubank says, hell, our defense will make a quarterback look like a five-star. I don't know, Gerard. They didn't play that bad. Again, I think Kellen Mond's overrated. I think he's a little mechanical. But, I mean, he didn't have that many rushing yards for the second year in a row. It, they limited him 340 offensive yards. I mean, I think you would take that every, every week, Gerard. Of course, they didn't play very well the week before. The dude threw for 402 yards just playing the quick passing game against them. They just did not show up to play in that one. So, they've got to show up to play. Chase Hogan-Jones says we can't let that run game and mobile guy at quarterback from Kentucky get big, easy plays. They need to shut that down quick. They need to come out and shut that guy down quick and say, no, this isn't how things are going to go here. That's That's got to be the message to Kentucky on, on offense because that guy scares you, I think, more than Sawyer Smith does. Although, how good and effective can he be down after down as a passer? That's the question for them because you can't just run the ball. I say that. Hell, it'll probably happen. Kentucky almost beat Florida, says Kevin Branch. Yeah, a little bit di- different Kentucky team. They've, they've definitely slid since then. Todd Willis says the question remains, can Chad get the kids to play with the same intensity that they played with at A&M? That's a great question. And no matter what anybody says, I will still stand by the fact that that A&M game is a little bit different from an emotion standpoint when you consider they've beaten them so many times, the players wanting to shut them down. Rakeem Boyd, Nick Starkle, their history in that game. Of course, Starkle was knocked out fairly early in that one. Chad Morris, John Chavis, their history. All that stuff matters. And you don't really have that same kind of connections with Kentucky, although Chad Morris did face Mark Stoops twice when he was at FSU and Chad was at Clemson. Uh, I know that Joe Craddock played against Kentucky, and they almost beat Kentucky on a Hail Mary that came up just short when he was at Middle Tennessee State as the quarterback there. So you do have a few connections there with Kentucky. From last I heard, Kentucky is down to their third-string quarterback. Kind of. I mean, Lynn Bowden is not necessarily a third-string quarterback, and I don't know that they'll play the other guy. I mean, I think it'll be Sawyer Smith starting. And he was injured and he was out a lot last week. May have been out the whole time. Peggy Loke says, hoping the win, hoping the guys come out hungry for another win. Got to be tough all the way through. Coach, can you, can you, can teach you, but can you hang tough? Terry Roy says, let's see what Terry's got to say. Terry says, there's two five-star sophomore DBs in Beaumont that should be on Arkansas's radar. Well, you know the people to tell, Terry. Andrew Sims says, Trey, we going to win this Saturday or what? I'm on record saying I think they're going to beat Kentucky. I'm on record. I'm putting that out there. I fly out early Friday morning. Lexington is the last town in the SEC that I have not been to. It's the last stadium that I have not been to. I've been to all other 13 stadiums in the SEC. So I'm anxious to see what they've got. i got a late flight out Sunday so I can spend a little more time around the area and check out Lexington. So I'm excited about that. But um, it's going to be interesting. No question. I'm anxious to see what the environment's like up close and personal for the first time. I should have gone in 2012, and I didn't for some reason. Tracy Mc... Was it 2012? No, 2012. I think it was in Fayetteville, wasn't it? I think that was the one that got called early. Tracy McKnight says, what kind of class do you see Musselman bringing in this year? We just had Danny on there, Tracy. I'm sorry. But, again, Tracy, you can take advantage of our special offer. Two months for just $1 right now, Tracy, and you can get those questions answered anytime you want from Danny West, the number one recruiting man in the business, and we just so happen to have him here in Arkansas. Again, that ends tonight at 11.59 p.m., so go on there and sign up right now, HAWGsports.com. Sorry we couldn't get to you on the show, but again, if you want 24-7 access to us, then go sign up at the website. Sorry about that, Tracy. 
Alex Ruppel says if we don't have a big game after a full bye week to get prepared and healthy against a weak Kentucky team, we have even bigger issues than we thought. I mean, it's it's. I just think it'll get bad around here if they don't beat Kentucky. I just think I can see them sliding. You lose Kentucky, you know, then you get Mississippi. I mean, Auburn. Yeah, they're going to show up and play Auburn. Auburn's got a really good team this year. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm not chalking it up to a loss, but I think they'll probably lose that one at home. And then you get, you know, out Alabama, you know, things could start taking a nosedive soon. And then you get, what, Mississippi State, LSU, Western Kentucky, some kind of order, I can't remember exactly, and then finish up with Missouri. But, yeah, I mean, you're in danger of, like, having a three-win team. Chris Rundeluck. I hope I said that right. Who's our starting quarterback? It'll be Starkle. Starkle's good to go. I went over some of the injury stuff. You know, I noticed last week he was catching the ball when they were throwing stuff, and he didn't have any – you know, it's his left arm, a contusion on his left elbow. He didn't have any problem catching the ball, wasn't wincing or anything like that. So, no, it, I don't think it's a problem at all. Put your money where your mouth is. Delivered. 30-pack. Rocket Man says he wants me to put my money where my mouth is. A 30-pack of what? I don't think the beer I drink comes in 30-pack too often. I'll drink a few occasional cores. Rocket Man, Arkansas loses. Chase Hogan Jones says, I'll be at the Auburn game. Good deal. Evan Greenwood says, Trey, what did Keith Grayson say about John Neighbors got him fired from the pot? Keith hasn't been fired from the pot. Keith's, Keith's is half insane, Evan. You know that. <laughs> I mean, I think he was looking for a good opportunity to start some tw- Twitter drama. Uh, Austin Gibson says, I tried to get Keith on today, but he's he's got football practice. He'll come on Thursday, I hope. Great job, guys, always. Y'all are bringing it, says Austin Gibson. Appreciate that. Alan Hurst says, if we do beat Kentucky and Western Kentucky, Kentucky, do you see us beating Mississippi State? I think they got a better opportunity against Mississippi State. It's in home in Fayetteville. I mean, this is a team that beat Arkansas, what, 52-6 to last year, so it kind of feels weird to say that. But I think they got an opportunity to beat them. Tyler Holmes says, what is Khalil Garland's medical condition? I, I don't know what it is exactly. I've heard rumors of what it is, but, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to comment on anybody's medical condition like that, Tyler. But it's preventing he, – he's no longer going to be playing basketball at Arkansas. He, he'll be a student manager. Kentucky – a Kentucky win would give us momentum going into Auburn. It would fix a lot of things around here. This state needs a win. It's not just – you know, the football team, obviously. But, I mean, everybody rallies around this team. Everybody is focused on what's going on with Razorback football. Now, everybody's got their teams that they cheer for, Dallas Cowboys or St. Louis Cardinals or whatever you may have. But as far as this state, I mean, this is this is what Arkansas has. It's – people care about Razorback football in this state. And to go through what Arkansas has gone through the last seven and a half years is just inexcusable. There's no – reason why this program should be in the state that it is after everything that it took to build this program and i'm talking going back to 1960s and before that 126 years of razorback football and where are we at right now with more facilities more money being spent more support than they've ever had really i mean maybe the support is questionable but it's because they've been losing you get seven and a half years of the worst stretch of razorback football that you ever had in school history Larry Brown says, is there a pep rally in in Kentucky Friday night? I'm not sure, Larry. Pat Graham Freak says, Frick says, so much negativity. I mean, that's obvious. There's, I mean, what do you want it? <laughs> what do you want to do? I mean, it's been a rough one. 
Chris Redeluk says, what do you think the starting – who do you think the starting quarterback should be? I think they got the right starting quarterback, Nick Starkle. I think they started the wrong quarterback coming out. I think Ben Hicks shows some guts against Texas A&M, but I still think Starkle gives you the best chance to win with his ability to drive the ball down the field. He's just a more talented overall guy. He's got more of a killer instinct. Now, do I think K.J. Jefferson could have a package or something? Sure. I wouldn't mind seeing something down at the goal line for him. I think that there could be a role for him, absolutely. Justin Mack says, is Kroger Field an SEC atmosphere? So, formerly known as Commonwealth Stadium, Kroger Field sits 61,000 fans. I think it's a nice-looking stadium from its aesthetics, but I haven't been there. It's a night game. I'm glad it's a night game. So, it's my first opportunity to go there for a night game. So, your guess is as good as mine on that. I think it's a nice-looking stadium from, from television. Justin Mack says they're honoring Jared Lorenzen this weekend. Yes, the late Jared Lorenzen, who played some good games against Arkansas, the hefty lefty. Definitely remember him very well. And that, you know, could be something that provided a little bit of momentum for him also. Terry Roy says Arkansas has not recruited Southeast Texas much recently. There's loads of talent in Beaumont. I mean, they've done better in the area, I think, overall. But again, Terry, you know the guys to content, Terry Roy being Devil Wiley's uncle. Justin Mack says Carthage, not East Texas. True. Evan Greenwood says, like Duval Wally. Let's see what else we got. Stephen Brown says, do you think the success this year at SMU is what Arkansas has to look forward to in the coming up years? I think a lot of people wrote that SMU. I mean, we started having people talking smack when they were down 30-9. to nine. I watched that comeback. Uh, well, I mean, I watched it when they started coming back. When it was 39, I, I turned it off, and it was like people are saying they're coming back. I don't know. I mean, they, they've got some different transfers in there, but they've got a lot of the same older players that Chad brought in. So maybe, I mean, if you get you, you know get a chance to get your roster right, it, technically this would have been year five for Morris at SMU, but, you know, get your roster right, continue to recruit. That's why I don't think that, you know, people have been like they were outraged after San Jose State lost and 100% with you. I mean, you have every right to be livid mad. Uh, but is firing Chad Morris the answer after this year? I mean, if you do that, you lose this recruiting class, you put yourself right back in another bad situation and well, the next year and the year after that at least. Chad has shown one thing so far. They are very organized when it comes to recruiting. They do the right things in terms of marketing. All the off-field stuff is done right. Okay, that is the one thing that you know. Now, yes, you want them to put it together on the field. It's time to start putting it together on the field. But I, I personally say give the guy an opportunity to get some more recruiting classes in here. He is playing, at least last year, with the worst Big Ten team in the SEC. That's what they recruited to Arkansas, the worst Big Ten team in the SEC. So that's what he's had to work with with the roster. He's done a fantastic job in terms of flipping it, adding his players not only through recruiting but through the graduate transfer market. All of those things are done right. But you got to put it together on the field or it doesn't matter. So, no, firing the head coach after two years is, is not the answer. It just isn't. Elvis Scott says, what do you think – what do you what what do you think we have to do in your opinion to get this win against Kentucky? They got to show up and play like they did. First of all, Nick Starkle's got to be on. If Nick Starkle is on, then they're going to win this game. Okay, the defense obviously that's a big question with how things are going to go with this walk or with excuse me this uh, wide receiver turned quarterback. Who was a high school quarterback also, but that's a big question mark. 
But if Nick Starkle is on, I think they win this game. They'll have their full allotment of weapons weapons with Raheem Boyd, with the three starting wide receivers, um, you know, with uh, with C.J. O'Grady. They got to handle this three man front better than they did against San Jose State. Sandra Workman says, Sandra Workman Hatcher says, no win situation either way with what? I'm not sure what you mean. If Chad fails to win an SEC game, what do you think happens? I mean, it's not going to be pretty around here. I'll tell you what, if they don't win an SEC game this year, it could be it could be a pretty nasty offseason. It, it really could. I mean, they've had opportunities, obviously. They should not have lost San Jose State. Okay, there's no excuse for losing that game. That is a game that people will never forgive him for. There's a segment of fans he can win back, but there are some people that – will never be back on board because of that San Jose State game, okay? Even when you look down the road, if he starts getting things turned around and has success, there will still be people that point back to that San Jose State game every time they lose a game. Not a good situation. Joy Sutton says, Piney Woods. Matt Milligan says, Calvante. Dixon? Yep. Carthage. Josh Gar says, will we see Hudson at all this year? From what Joe Craddock was saying, they need Hudson to get – a little bit more like he belongs to understand that he belongs out there. So whatever that means exactly, I do think that at some point we're going to see him. I think they'll probably need him at some point. Probably not going to travel to Kentucky, though. You can only travel 70, and I would imagine they take the upperclassmen uh, tight ends because they're not going to take, you know, they're not going to take four tight ends, I don't think. Sander Workman Hatcher says firing Morris. Justin – Everybody, please stalk in complete sentences here. If Malzahn becomes available, question mark, says Justice Mack. Randy Rose says, what's the deal with Henry at a tight end? I think I answered that. Okay, I'm caught up right now with questions. I want to jump in a little bit to this red-white game because I thought it was really interesting. We touched on it a little bit, but, man, it was fun in Barnhill Arena. It really was. I thought they did a great job with the music, with the fan environment. The fans showed up. It was cool hearing hog calls in uh, – I said Bud Walton in Barnhill Arena, I think. Uh, I think I said Bud Walton, but in Barnhill Arena. Uh, I definitely thought there was more than 4,500 there. It felt like about 7,000 if I had to guesstimate what it was. Um, but Isaiah Joe came out, shot very strong early coming out. He ended up 0 for 5, but he made, what, 4 or 5 uh, on his first five attempts and ended up 0 for 5 when they flipped him over. Uh, Jimmy Witt played well. I think that's going to be an interesting situation at point guard because you have Jimmy Witt. Uh, who's more of a defensive guy. And then you have Jalen Harris, who is a distributor, a guy that's a really good ball handler, although neither of them are very good shooters. Neither of them can shoot threes very well. And I don't think that you're going to see a, a drastic turnaround with Jalen Harris. I was watching him shoot. He still kind of got the that catapult-looking shot for some reason. So I don't think you're going to see a big improvement there. So you've got two point guards that can't shoot very well. And then you have a 7-3 guy who can shoot lights out from three-point range. With Vanover, it almost looks like it's going to be short every time. I mean, it's just a little, just a little. He's got a nice floppy wrist, pretty shot, but it's just, it looks like every time he shoots, I'm like, that's short. But I guess he's just so big and long and strong that, and uh, I don't know, but, you know, he, he gets open. He knocks, he knocks just about everything in from, you know, 15 foot in. Can shoot the three. Now, he's not a guy that's going to back anybody down. And that part of it's just the way he's built being so long. And there are guys that are going to back him down because he's, you know, he's so long. But he's going to he's going to block a lot of shots. If he gets eligible, 
That's a big question. I think this is a different team if they get Connor Van over eligible, especially since they're so small. I mean, you're talking about playing guys like Jean Silla down low who played pretty well. I think he had 11 games. I don't think he finished in the second half with any points. Um, but playing him down low, playing Reggie Chaney, I mean, you're talking about going 6'8", six, 6'7". Six, I think Ethan Henderson's listed at 6'8", too. But, you know, you're just small, man, real small. So, Connor Van over Jimmy Witt. I thought um, both those guys showed pretty well. J.D. Note played pretty well, though. He's going to have to sit out this year. But I think with the addition of Jean Talsilla, if you can get Connor Van over eligible, the addition of Jimmy Witt, I'm intrigued with this team. I really like what I've seen out of Musselman so far. I think most people have been pretty pleased with him overall, what they've seen with Musselman. Again, that stuff's fun, but ultimately it's got you got to win. And, you know, I, I do think it's kind of like with Chad in a lot of ways. Everything you see off the court in terms of recruiting, activity, marketing, all that stuff's been really good to see. So that's where things are. I want to remind everybody again, we're getting pretty close to, to wrapping up. Take advantage of our offer if you have not done so already, okay? This is the best deal that we've offered in a while. We normally do one month for $1. Now we're doing two months for $1. It's going to take you all the way to December, right up to National Signing Day, the early period. It basically breaks down to 1.6 cents a day, 11 cents a week, 50 cents a month over two months. So if you like the content that we're providing at hogsports.com in terms of the free stuff, maybe you've heard what people have said about hogsports.com, then now's the time to go and check us out. It's not just the content that we provide. It's the most in-depth player pages, recruiting profiles that you're going to find anywhere, our national team of experts, the content, of course, you get from Danny West, his VIP content, the new state-of-the-art Razor's Edge message board, which also features dark mode uh, notifications. There is not a more sophisticated message board for anybody, not whether it's a cooking network or a health network or what. And we have them at hogsports.com on the Razor's Edge VIP forum where we have great discussion with uh, like-minded Razorback fans, a lot of them with insider information of their own. So be sure to take advantage of this right now when you're done. Go to hawgsports.com or you can go to arkansas.247sports.com. It'll take you to the same place. Top right, select join, take the monthly option. There's no promo code or anything. Just sign up and you will get the deal. This offer ends Monday, 10-7-19 at 11.59 p.m. So go on there and take advantage of it right now. promise you won't be disappointed. The reason we offer deals like this is because once we get people through the door, they stick with us. We don't have many people sign up and then and then bolt on us. So we think you're going to like what you see. I also want to remind you there are plenty of ways to watch and listen. You can listen. You can watch on Facebook Live. Be sure to throw us a thumbs up right now if you've not done so already. Also available on YouTube. So YouTube, throw us a thumbs up on the video if you like the video. Be sure to subscribe to the channel and hit the notifications bell. And I'm going to ask you to do this. If you haven't done this before, share the content with somebody else you think might like it. So share it with somebody you think might like it. Also available on Apple Podcasts, the number one rated Razorback show on Apple Podcasts, five stars. Throw us another review. We'd love to have that continue. So when people search for Arkansas Razorbacks, it brings up Hog Sports Live. So available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. All right, everybody. We're going to be back with you guys. Unless something happens and we need to do an emergency podcast, we're going to be back with you guys on Thursday for our Arkansas versus Kentucky primer, go into a lot more detail and maybe have some more guests on. And then I'll be back with you on the walk and talk from Lexington after that. So thanks for joining me. Sign up at hogsports.com right now. 
This has been Trey Biddy for Hog Sports Live. We'll catch you next time. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.